Hi everyone, today is Wednesday, November the 25th of 2020 and it's time for Rudy's Psychic Meetup. Hey Rudy, what do you have on the go for tonight? Well, just a couple topics for tonight. We got, uh, we're going to do some medium 101 and talk about downloads and, and how that fits into the types of knowings and, you know, that whole um, list of things that we get from, from the other side. And then we're also going to take a look at an alien abduction uh, that happened here in my home state of Arizona. So that's, this came after the David Pilates thing. Somebody asked if we had looked at this one. So I thought, well, this will be a great one to look into. And then we'll go to questions. So a uh, happy early Thanksgiving, everyone, for those of you in the u.s it's the start of our holiday season and uh yeah let's just jump right into it all right well the first topic is uh downloads so i wanted to bring this topic up because it's a term that i'm hearing people use more and more often and we got a couple folks in the discord that use it and i thought let's maybe take a look at this and see if it's different than things we've talked about before with kind of a knowing or some of the, the clear visual things uh that you see clairvoyance um and so i wanted to get your thoughts on um on this term download and see how it fits into what you experience. So I asked a few folks who have used this term before and, and lost shaker was kind enough to give me a good explanation. Uh, and I'll, I'll read that first and then we'll kind of talk about the different things. Um, but he writes a download is similar to a knowing, but contains more information. I often recognize a download because it's more elusive and I'll remember one or two things, but no, there's information slipping away. I think of it in terms of a spectrum, you have a knowing, and download is kind of in the middle and then, you know, clairvoyance, clairaudience, that's the full on you know, mediumship thing. Um, so there may be a visual component to a download. It's like a stream of information will be flowing, but it's difficult for the human mind to collect all of it. Kind of like he said that when someone's going past you in a car and what were they, what kind of soda were they drinking? What color was their hair, right? <laughs> Male or female, how many people were in the car? There's a lot of information you have to yeah. translate and it's not the same as the English language. I think that when we say we see stuff that people are imagining that we see stuff and, you know, and sometimes we do to be fair. I mean, yeah. I do actually see like when somebody um, was being connected with a father-in-law that mm -hmm. had passed away, I talked about the sweater that he was always wearing right. this big sweater. And I was like, and that was the joke between them, though. So if they could pick anything, it would have been the fact that he wore a sweater around the house. And you yeah. know what I'm talking about, right? The sweater with the collar and it's nice uh -huh. and thick and it has like maybe some like trees on it. <laughs> The old man sweater. You know, right? That's right. The old man sweater. And I was like, and they were like, oh, that's a, you know, but it's like, it's something that stands out about them. You know, that's what yeah. it's all about. And, and so with the downloads, and he also says, you know, it may have kind of a feeling of enlightenment afterwards, a download. And so you've talked about, you know, when you're getting information from the other side, sometimes uh, you're getting like pictures, but sometimes you'll get that video screen or you'll see a, a video clip. So how would you characterize a download in terms of how you experience the other side. Okay. So there's a few different ways. And I'm glad you asked this question because I was actually thinking about that today, how I was talking about stellar lumens and to my daughter, I was like, yeah, I was trying to figure out the price I had. Like, remember my bag of stellar wasn't full. And then I was like, oh my God, I don't have my full bag of stellar. And it was like, it had fallen to four cents and something like earlier this year. So I upped my bag by like 40% and filled my bag with stellar. I was like, oh, I was such a dummy. How could I allow that to happen? 
did, right? But that, it was just one of those, all of a sudden, it's almost like a lightning bolt, a download of information, a knowing, uh, you know it's true. It's like, if you get Stellar right now at four cents, that's going to be the best price right now. You need to get that done because it's going up. Right. So it was like that immediate. Now, other things are like the sweater example I gave you. They visually show me. So I see them, but it's in my mind's eye. But then I've talked to you about seeing like sort of a video camera. That's like in 3D. That's like you watching television or the the young woman's voice going stellar lumens in my right ear on October the 17th, where actually I pulled out the comment where I had gone on to YouTube and asked people in the crypto area, you know, if they knew anything about Stellar Lumens. And that was because in real time, you know, just like when my son, one of the first clues I had that my son was probably like me as well. Um, And I didn't think that was going to happen because I already knew my daughter was. Mm -hmm. And I was like, what are the statistical odds that both of the only two children I have would both have second sight and it was like in 3d seeing the ghost dog and then having my son go "Ooh, ghost dog when he's like four years old and i'm like oh my god he sees that too but normally i wouldn't see stuff in what i call 3d right that example i gave before about the um clairvoyant who wrote the book that says Dykeshorn. He yeah. wrote the book that says, my passport says clairvoyant. If you guys haven't read it and you are interested in Second Sight and what goes on in the mind of a medium, um, that is an awesome example of it. Yes, right on. So when I was reading that book to my son, um, talking to him about it, I had Dykeshorn, his profile. He was just standing against the wall to my right. And my son was to my left and we we're sitting on the bed. And I didn't say anything to him. I saw that Dyke Shoren was there. And then my son goes, hey, mom, you know that man that we're reading, who wrote that book that we're reading about? Well, he's standing right against the wall. I was like, yes, I, I was like, yes, honey, I know. And I know I've told people that story before, but we do have a lot of new people here. And I do want to use that as an example, as something that is in the 3D. These things were in the 3D. If you sat there with your own eyes and you looked to your right, you would have seen the outline of Dykeshorn standing there in like real, In it okay. wasn't pretend. The girl, the lady, Sharon, actually, um, she was one of my earlier readings. And that was the, one of the first times that the, like the sky opened. Yeah. And it like wherever I looked, instead of seeing like the wall or the ceiling or what have you, I'd see almost like this raggedy cutout. of the video of what it looked like looking out her front window because that's what stood out it's like you have a fence like you can't even see your road you know something that maybe also might have been on her mind and on her mind recently that's the other thing too right so it's like in 3d just like we saw the outline of Dyke Shorn, you can see stuff where you're like looking with your eyes and you're trying to squint. You're trying to like, you're like, am I really seeing this? But it's like, instead of, and you'll turn your head too, and it'll move. You may not know that as well. Like it'll okay. move. And it's like, oh, and it's like, it's outlined by black, like just a little black sort and of. You can see through it. Is it like solid? Like you could. Yeah, it's solid. Okay. But the ghost dog, remember I talked about the right. ghost dog. You could see through that. 
but the other good. side it was distorted as and what about Dyke Shorn? was that distorted too or was that no no he was like i could see and you know that's what lost said again he had a, a good sentence here he said knowing's a really simple intended about one thing like i should avoid this guy or you know he said the president won so they're kind of one where that download is like it's like it's like you said a zap of information it may have some residual images where you kind of like have some pictures in your mind and you get additional information um you know i always i tend to think of downloads like you know from the matrix where neo you know now i know kung fu right um (laughs) but it's not like you would know everything about kung fu so okay that's it's interesting because you know it's people are getting information different ways and i thought that would help kind of clarify how they're getting this information okay what about um dreams like you know people will say i had a they got a download in a dream i've heard people say that on youtube before you know i don't tend to think of downloads as coming in dreams i really see a dream as hey maybe you have a dream maybe you're showing an image in a dream but i don't i wouldn't think of a dream as a place where you would get a download what do you think about that isn't that interesting that you ask about that today because i was just talking about it with my daughter because again, for those who don't know, because we have a lot of new people here, she's a medium. I train her and my son because they're both, you know, after it was like when he's like, ooh, ghost dog. And then yeah. telling me, I was, I was like, okay, he's a medium too. This is going to get exhausting, I think. I better, I better learn. I better learn my stuff. I better know what I'm doing if I have to teach my children about this and how to do a better job than what I've done. Because I, I want them, I've done, I'm doing a good job right now. There's so much I can go into about it, but... I think the blab might take too long. So why don't we go into the questions and then maybe we'll circle back to it and then. Okay. Yeah. That's what Steve says, uh, or somebody put in there a nice segue to my question or Scott said that. (laughs) All right. Do you want to, let's look at the, uh, let's take a look at the subduction fire in the sky first and then we'll go into the questions that we got a few minutes. Um, let's see. So this was a story. Somebody suggested that we go into this after, uh, last meetup uh and it's the story of somebody and if you've ever been around ufology or as you get you know first step into the woo there's some standard ufo stories everybody knows about uh, betty and barney hill this one travis walton fire in the sky and these are stories where uh multiple witnesses uh their story remains consistent over time uh and people it's still you know very much a mystery so this one uh was a famous one it happened to travis walton uh, in 1975. So this was November 5th, 1975. Walton was part of a seven-man logging crew in the Apache Sitgraves National Forest near Heber, Arizona. So if you're not familiar with Arizona, it's kind of this uh, eastern part. It bumps up against yes. New Mexico and, and runs okay. through the state there. Um, and so as they were leaving, they saw a bright light off to their right. And when they got closer, they saw a bright saucer-shaped UFO hovering about 20 feet over a clearing, making a high-pitched buzz. So Walton was the only one to get out of the truck to investigate, and he said, I was awestruck and entranced by the beauty of the thing. I thought it would take off, but it didn't, uh, and I didn't appreciate the danger I was in. And Walton claimed that after he left the truck, uh, a beam of light suddenly appeared from the craft and knocked him unconscious. The other six men were frightened and supposedly drove away. Walton claimed he awoke in a hospital-like room being observed by three short, bald creatures, he claimed that he fought with them until a human wearing a helmet led him to another room 
uh, where he blacked out, and three other uh, humans put a clear mask over his face. Uh, he claims he remembers nothing else until he found himself walking along a highway five days later. Um, so, you know, some people are skeptical about this. But, Sam, what do you think when I tell you about this story? What do you think actually happened there? Well, isn't that interesting that that story, I actually did watch it, Fire in the Sky. Mm -hmm. And that was before I became a working medium. Like maybe I was very young when Fire in the Sky came out. Um, You know, again, going back to my age, I would have been old enough. I would have been allowed to watch Fire in the Sky. Um, So I do recall seeing it. And actually, I saw it on television and I watched this show and I got impressions. Now, now as a medium, when you guys send me videos and everything, I get the impressions right away about what the truth is. And I know I'm like, oh yeah, that's the right answer. And it's only because like time after time I've been proven right. Yeah. So now looking back at that movie that I watched fire in the sky, I remember thinking that this guy was being truthful and that he had been taken by the aliens that I call the scientists. Okay. And I always tell people, I'm like, you know what, if you get taken by the scientists, like that's what you hope for because they only just want samples and then they'll let you, you go. I mean, their whole attitude is do no harm. They have even tried to create human like, um, beings to sort of escort so that you would at least feel comfortable and okay. not be so freaked out because they're like, it, we're freaking them out because of how we look. Yeah. And they're not used to things that don't look like them having any intelligence. So let's see if we can create. But with these things, they have no souls, right? Okay. Like they're just, they're not, they're humanoid, quote unquote, but they're not people. They're not like you or me. They're just like we would create a robot, but they can do it with organic matter. Okay. And that, of course, was my next question was about (laughs) were they humans or not. Um, But Sam, do you think he was chosen for a reason or do you think he just happened to be in the wrong place at the wrong time? Because sometimes like sometimes they'll come back for people over and over again. But this seemed to be a one time deal. And my thought was when I was writing this question was like, oh, he just stumbled upon him. And they're like, hey, there's one. Let's get him. Right. Um, Yes. The people that they come back for over and over again, like I said, they're the scientists. So if they grab somebody, usually they all the the. The people that they come back to get over and over again, I'm going to bet you anything, even though I don't look into UFO stories and stuff. Because, I mean, I've been way too busy with cryptos as a medium. I don't have even time to investigate (laughs) what it is that I am. So just keep throwing the questions at me and I guess I'll figure it out. Um, But, you know, in regards to that, the people who claim to have abductions over and over again... Uh, Many of them, I believe them, especially if they say that they remember it from a young age, because that would be a big part of their study is to um, follow people over their lifespan. Okay. Yeah, because out in that area, I was thinking, well, they might be going after animals. And then here comes this logging crew and they grab this guy. Uh, I'll hold up a picture here if you have a chance. So they described this ship being taken into almost like a, a bigger ship. And then he was yeah. taken down a hallway to a room, and that was him as they revisited the site uh, a few years ago. So as I show you this picture, Sam, I don't know if there's anything, any additional info you get, but I thought it was interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, no, there. I don't get any any more additional information other than what, you know, they told me when they were 
telling me the story and I was like, oh, that's quite amazing. I believed it to be the truth, even though, you know, I wasn't into UFOs one way or the other. You know, I've never personally seen a UFO and the only alien I've seen has been in my mediumistic mind's eye. All right, uh, let's go to the next question. Uh, Hummingbird writes, Hi, Sam and Rudy. There are some people that say their psychic skills started as a result of a physical accident of some type. Is this true? What is, uh, is it, is this true? And what is triggered in the brain to open up the psychic channel? Thanks to both of you and happy Thanksgiving. Well, I think that you have it all along. What you have is a catalytic event that moves it along. I mean, I, I definitely am much better with my abilities than I was, you know, 15 years ago. And for me, I had that incident at the mall where that girl like fell down, like right in front of my face. And I knew at least 10 seconds before it was going to happen, you know, and then, and that was when I realized that the people talking to me, that that was in my imagination. And that once you come to that realization that you can actually speak to people on the other side and how it's done, it's almost like the, the, you know, the water moment. Mm -hmm. And those who know sign language know I just did water. W-A-T-E-R. Water. And actually with Helen Keller, that was the first word that she realized that the sign language and it was actually on her palm. So they didn't make her do like that. They did. They, they, there's a sign language that is, you know, on the palms. Right. So that was what her teacher, Andy Sullivan did is he, she ran her hands under one of those pumps with the water mm-hmm. and then she would like do water. And then okay. finally, but she did that all along, but it was when she did water that Helen Keller realized and connected the two. Like, right. So, yeah. The translation, it was always there. The sign language was always there. It was when Helen Keller had her hands under water and Andy Sullivan did water. And then she realized she connected and then she had the, and then she started running around and touching things. And then she would put her hands out. Tell me like what that is. Right. So she understood. And then that just opened an entire world to her. And that is what happens when you're a medium. You have like that aha moment. And then you all of a sudden you get it. And it's like riding a bicycle. It's like the longer you ride, think about somebody who does like intense, like mountain biking, you know, that would be like the type of medium I am. Somebody who's doing intense, like downhill mountain biking, racing, but you start with learning how to pedal a bike. Yeah. And and we covered this topic. We had some examples. I think uh, it was earlier this year. And I'm trying. I'm trying to remember exactly what we said from this. But does if there is a, like a traumatic brain injury, something that happens, do you think in that healing process and the way the brain is rewiring itself or healing itself that that also can play into uh, any of the abilities awakening? Just that your brain might be working differently. I think that sometimes you just change your mind about things. Okay. And you have the, maybe that time, you have to look at more of the circumstances when you have a brain injury. Okay. Now you have, you know, your job is, you're not doing your job anymore. You're probably not doing regular household duties. Yeah. You know, you, that's why, you know, setting up the Patreon was really important to me because, you know, working full time as a creator, yeah. um, you know, you cannot underestimate the value that it brings to somebody who has abilities like this when you don't have to sort of do 
all of the regular workaday stuff because the less your mind is full of these things, the more you can excel in your abilities. And when you have them and you're supposed to be using them, this format to practice and be around people and like even people like throwing once in a while I miss in the general chat, I'll miss, you know, the Q and a for Sam, just because there's too much that comes in, but I try to get as much as I can because I know that the practice is awesome for me, you know, as far as honing my abilities and, you know, making things a little bit easier for people to uh, deal with. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve O writes, Hey, Samantha and Rudy, Saturday, November 21st, 928 PM Melbourne time. Uh, I got this download. Uh, I guess I would like your opinion. My download to me was, what do you think your guides are doing? I thought, I don't know. They are helping you, but also learning human stuff as well for when they come back as human. Okay. So it's like they're learning as well. Never knew that. Does that resonate uh, with you? What do you think about that, Sam? I think my father came past. Uh, appreciate it. Thanks. Well, I mean, in the past, when I've talked about spirit guides, I mentioned to people that normally they're not people who've ever lived here mm-hmm. on the earth realm. So I think that it's not because they're going to live here. It's probably because they don't know what it's like to live here. Right. So just like I said, you can see from the question he's asking and what he's learned from them that Uh there's just a little bit of a just sort of it was like, well, this is what they probably were actually saying, because most spirit guides now I have had humans, people who are like us, who were light beings who spent time here on the earth realm who have stepped forward and sort of volunteered as people that I don't know personally, but I, for some reason they have a stake in what's going on, which yeah. I would talk about more later on, but it's, I don't, I don't want to get too complicated other than to then to say that the majority of time spirit guides, they are not human light beings or they've never lived on the earth realm, but there are exceptions like you. So you can still have yeah. your tribe, you know, strongly involved with you. Spirit guides are the individuals that would um, talk to people like me Mm. or who would like, they talk, they protect me or they would protect like barefoot dog while she's doing her healing. Yeah. Because, you know, she's going to get attacks as well because she's doing good for humanity. She's going up into the ethos. She's going across. And it's when you're up in the ethos and going across, that's when you need that protection. And that's what spirit guides do. They protect you. And that's a really interesting idea because, you know, you think about it, if, if they haven't lived that human experience, you know, you, you were so often we're dealing with things in this human realm, this 3D realm. And while they're helping you uh, without that context, yeah, I guess there would be some education there. So maybe that explains some of the fogginess sometimes and the, you know, the, commu- the messages that come through. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, like Winner says, we're all, you know, we're here learning and he has questions about the information that he's getting. And I will certainly do my best to, you know, go up and just like, like stuff I don't know anything about, like his experiences. I don't know anything about those. But when you're reading the question, then I can, you know, start to get sort of fall into it. And then I can look to the people on the other side and go, what say you, right? Tell me what say you, because I don't know, Jack, nothing really. I mean, I'm just like a regular person, like most of y'all. 
All right, uh, Coordinate Ninja writes, Hi guys, is there any truth to the theory of COVID-19 sickness is actually 5G poisoning? And Trump has changed the frequency to start healing the current damage to human tissue. Thanks for all you do. Um, no. Whoever posted that, none of that is true. And I haven't a clue. I'm too busy. I don't have a clue about any of this stuff. If you guys didn't ask it, I would have no idea. Like, I didn't even know about the reptile people. I felt like a total idiot. I was like, what? There's reptiles living in the middle of the planet. And they're, they're like, I'm working in high end government. And it's like, of course, that's all not true. But I had no idea that this is was something being spun until you guys brought it forward. So... I'm thankful. So I wasn't blindsided with this craziness. I was able to find out about it from you guys and look into it. Yeah. And I recall before you saying 5G isn't harmful. I mean, that's a, we hear that a lot. It's a great one to get, you know, I think, uh, what do you call it? exposure to any high radiation field of energy is probably not good, but you know, the way we're using it isn't really going to hurt people. So no, no. In fact, the people who don't have high speed internet, even, um, are suffering. Uh, Raymond writes, he links to an article, but it says the article suggests that the childhood home of Jesus was found. I have doubts about this because every time a new home or building is discovered from the first century, they often attribute it to Jesus. It also suggests that Jesus was a stonemason as opposed to being a carpenter. Is there any validity to the story? Thanks. So Sam, do you think they've found Jesus's childhood home or unearthed it already? I agree with what they're saying about anything from the first century. They try to attribute it to Jesus because, I mean, that brings in, I mean, it's all about the money, right? Yeah, tourism just popped into my head, right? <laughs> yeah, tourism. You're right. You got it. It's all about the tourism. and But I do think that um, not only could he build stuff um, with, you know, as a carpenter, but he was also a stonemason because, again, you know, you couldn't get full-time work as a carpenter. You had to be multi, you had to be a, a, a jack-of-all-trades kind of thing. Okay. Um, Daniel has an interesting question here. I don't know if this will be the right place for it, but there's a missing uh, man, an Alzheimer uh, man in Singapore, and they have an article on him, he has, or he has dementia, and a, a Google Maps. But Sam, have you ever thought about trying to like locate missing people like that? What would you think is uh, post it in the Discord? Would you, or would you want to? Mm-hmm. Well, I, see, there's that again is something that um, people who have abilities like I do, if they can learn how to use them, they can help in their own local area. So okay. by us doing what we're doing. We're disseminating information to all of these people who are part of not only the root race, but would have been mediums anyways. Yeah. You know, there's people who would have been mediums anyways, but there's people that are mediums because now it's being triggered that pretty much 100% of the people in their genealogy, well, like my children will probably have like 100% medium children. Okay. You know, that's what it's coming down to is that a large percentage, like about 30% eventually of the population. Cause it's a dominant trait. I mean, if two <laughs> out of two, both my kids are mediums then. And I mean, my daughter, she's a medium every bit as much as I am. You know, you have so to remind your grandkids to, grandkids to be nice. Otherwise you'll uh, be mean to them when you're gone. Right. <laughs> back and harassing them. Yeah. Uh, all right. Alex S. writes, why are there doppelgangers? I mean, why should there be copies of someone if there are infinite possibilities? 
almost as if it was an experiment. Make a copy of someone, send them to different parts of the globe, and wait until they meet and start arguing about who is the real one. <laughs> yeah. Well, of course, none of that is true. I, again, you know, this is all about the talking heads. Um, it's all about the money, just like people claiming that this was Jesus's home. It's all about the money. And it's the same reason that a lot of these people who they just make up stories. I mean, yeah. I was talking to my daughter today about the fact that no matter what I said, you know what? I said they could take down everything I've ever posted and then I would just create new material Yeah, because there's always stuff going on in the world and it's not like I'm a one off or a two off or a three off. It's whatever's going on. I'll figure out, I'll get in there like a dirty shirt and I'll figure out what's going on and, and then I'll spill it because I just can't help it. I blab. And we did mention doppelgangers and people who've looked like historical people in um, one of the other meetups. And I think one of the questions was, is it because there's only so many combinations like to make up humans? And I think you, you were getting a yes, yes. on that. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that is. It's a statistical anomaly okay. that happens. So and that's why, you know, I had so many people who I would go and see over the years who would say to their spouse when I was talking to them, oh, doesn't she remind you of so-and-so? You know, blah, blah, sister, right? You know, like so often. And it would be like, you know, I either looked like them or I, or I acted like them. I had a personality, my mannerisms, what have you. So th these things happen. It's just a, a statistical anomaly. Now, the odds of you getting somebody who looks the same as they act... Mm -hmm. And sound is pretty small. And then uh, Alex S. writes, thought experiment. Let's assume there that there exists people with copper-based blood instead of iron-based. Let's call them blue bloods. This would th theoretically allow them to live in oxygen-deprived environments, i.e. high in the mountains, because presumably copper allows oxygen to be absorbed more effectively. Sea dwellers have blue blood, but how many humans... Uh, would these would those people even be considered human? How big of a role, if any, does red blood play in making us psychic? Hmm. I don't think that the blood has anything to do with it. It's all in the brain okay. and it's carried through the DNA. So it's in the makeup of your brain carried through the DNA. So they do use it is used um, like a human body has to be set up. Mm -hmm. a certain way to be a medium is my understanding. Yeah. And I wonder if it's a causation, like you might have more certain metals in your blood. If you live at a higher elevation. Yes. Just, yeah. It's more causation. And also people, you know, having children and stuff, it's just all about adapt adaptation as well. You know, I live in a colder climate than what some people do. Okay. So they're probably like, Oh, burr, it must be cold. I was like, ah, you know what? I don't even, it doesn't bother me. I don't notice it because it's what I'm acclimatized to. It's what I'm used to. Well, yeah. how much more people who actually live and have children at the higher altitudes in the world? I mean, it just makes sense that, I mean, the reason why humans have survived all this time is because we are very adaptable. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steve M says, hi, guys, you're both doing an awesome job. Thanks, Steve M. Uh, several times, E. Howard Hunt bragged about being a CIA assassin who was instrumental in the JFK assassination. Is there any truth to this or was he full of it? 
Well, he is full of it. Um, one of the things that uh, my husband has said to me a lot about, you know, these tough guys, he said, you know, I've known a lot of tough guys in my life and none of them ever had to tell you they were a tough guy, right? They just, you would just see a situation come up and then they would be the tough guy, but you had no idea that they could manage themselves like that because they never talked about it, yeah. right? And that's what he said. And that's very interesting that, um, you know, this guy talks about being a CIA assassin. Listen, I'm going to tell you right now, if I ever assassinated anybody, you wouldn't be hearing it out of my lips. Uh, Scott writes, Sam, do you spend any time in quiet meditation and what effect does it have on the psychic phenomenon? I've heard Dick Algeyer of Remote Viewing fame say that his mentor advises that being in a fasting state in a sensory deprived room uh, would really accentuate his sensation or his session. Well, I don't know about like regular people like Dick Algeyer. <laughs> I can only talk about me. And the minute that I sort of bow my head and start sort of getting in or trying to change my vibration, it like literally becomes so unmanageable. Like the feeling, like the pressure on my, I'm just like, and I'm just like, oh, I don't even feel like I'm a real person right now. I'm kind yeah. of my vibrate. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to turn this off because I don't need this to get the information that I'm getting. So and I think I've mentioned it to this pe to people before. They're like, oh, do you meditate? And I'm just like, Oh no, man. Yeah. Like, I don't even know what'll happen. I try, but then it's just all, it's just like, Oh, we're put on the brakes. It's like, I'm not ready to fly the jet yet. You know, it's just, <laughs> uh, okay. I'm good. I'm good with what's going on so far. Maybe one day, but you, you don't need to right now. Yeah. You know what? Not right now with what we're doing. I got another two years of like doing this and I don't want to be any kind of like guru leader thing going on. I'm just like, I'll drop F-bombs if I have to. No, we're just, <laughs> we're just talking about cryptos and I'm trying to relax everybody that, you know, if you're American, everything is going to be okay. Don't worry about it. If you're in the UK, yeah, things are going to get crappy for a little bit, but it's fine. You guys will come out, with, out of it. Same as Australia. Australia, you know, um, if you live in Europe, like freaking run for your life, <laughs> I wouldn't even stay there. No, no, no. But it's you can David. go back later on. Uh, Scott says, I use an antivirus, Kapersky, which tells me when my webcam is activated. You'd be surprised how often the cam is turned on by a site you visited, often Google or YouTube. Are any of these camera activations related to an attempts at building ID and facial databases for nefarious purposes? Um, no, it is a bunch of useless information that, oh, we might be able to use. Um, it's also not widely known or used. So it may be more like, instead of it being, let's say IBM doing it, because they would never do something like that as a corporation. All right. Uh, Drillenfell says, hi guys, do we really, really live in a very sophisticated virtual reality? Speed of light is constant regardless of circumstances as if it was light from outside, uh, from the outside world coming in. Thanks guys. Yeah, we do actually. That was something that had crossed my mind before was, you know, how what we're living now is just a manufactured reality um, where we're sort of earning our stripes. Okay. You know, I mean, it is real, you know, like when you burn your hand on the stove, 
you know, when you open it up and all the steam comes in and makes your glasses foggy. I mean, this is all real stuff that's happening. It's just that when you pass over and then things are real, it's almost like technicolor real. It's like, it's very real. Okay. Yeah. I think we were talking last week about time and, you know, this is a a unique thing to have in our 3d reality. So, um, yeah, an interesting way to experience things. All right, uh, Lost Shaker writes, Sam, you mentioned that the scientists are the aliens are the aliens one wanted to be taken by. Who are the aliens we don't want to be abducted by? <laughs> what would you well, call them? The- you know, the ones that are the warring ones. The, okay. the ones, the, the, the soldiers. So okay. the, there's different groups, and one of them are the scientists, and then there's the... Mm the aliens that are the soldiers those are the ones you don't want okay um brenda writes hi sam and rudy uh i.e aliens 33 years ago i woke up and an aliens were putting implants in me my daughter and my baby i was pregnant with when they touched my daughter i tried to get them away from her i was paralyzed they telepathically told me i agreed to do this were they good ones i did not remember signing up for that Interesting. Well, remember when I talked about, um, you know, when you were a child and grabbed early on, she may not have remembered that. Mm -hmm. Um, But the other thing, too, is that they may that may also be what they have been told by their higher beings, because, you know, you know how our government lies to us and gets Mm -hmm. us to go to war and stuff. Yeah. Well, that would happen to somebody. Okay, you're on shift now. Yeah, they've all agreed to it. Just go in and do it. Well, I don't really feel good about that. Yeah, you know what? They've agreed to it. They just don't remember it. It's all good for science. We have to monitor these humans and make sure that they're not getting too poisoned and all this stuff, whatever it is they're doing. It's like cops are allowed to lie to you, right? Um, Yeah. And that is something that's been in the woo world, that there's this theory that anything that happens, we've agreed to the experience beforehand as if you've already consented. So, yeah. Yeah, interesting. Uh, All right. And final question of the evening. Julie says, hi, Sam. Will we be forced to have a a vaccine shot to be able to fly internationally? Thanks. No, no, they won't even have enough vaccinations for all of the vulnerable people. The first people they're going to give it to are going to be the healthcare workers, Mm -hmm. of course. And then the vulnerable people who, you know, they have to make sure that they get it. Okay. All right. Thanks, everyone. Good night.